This is the TJ Show podcast. I love our producer, Heather. Me too. I think she's really great with her fashion too. She wears cool outfits and she just got this new coat that I don't even know. How do you describe what that is? It's plaid. It's really cool. Yeah, I spent a good amount of money on it too because I really liked it. And she was at a party with some of her friends and everyone just took turns making fun of her and beating her down with joke after joke after joke. Not only that, she leaves the party and she has messages from your good friend, Patrick. Yeah, come on. You want to hear these, J-Bo? Yes. Heather, um, just one thing. Just wanted to ask you why you decided to cut up your grandmother's couch to make a coat. Didn't know if you just ran out of fabric or you couldn't make it to the store. No big deal. Just hit me back whenever you can. All right. So this is I how guess, I'm treated. Yeah, I guess you didn't get back to him right away. So then he thought of another question. Heather, uh, just wanted to thank you because you guys were leaving the faucets on in all the houses that you robbed in that um, upper-class society (laughs) in Chicago, Um, we were able to figure out all the houses that you robbed. Uh, So just make sure that you know and the papers know uh, that you guys go by the Wet Bandits. Oh, making a Home Alone reference. Mm -hmm. Let me Mm -hmm. tell you, this. it's pretty much like it's a trench coat. It's plaid. It has a hunter green. It's like the main color. It has some blue and light yellow stripes. You have some dark brown as well in there. It's beautiful. It is fall. But it's interesting that every one of your friends went around the room. They were all making fun of you. But it, it gets worse. Her husband joined in on the sparring. Come on. And so, you know, you are you have a pretty good sense of humor, a really yeah. great sense of humor. Yeah. And I love I, a good ribbing. Don't get me wrong. I know you like, but there's a little part of you in your heart, if you're being totally honest, how did you feel about your husband jumping in and sort of pointing and laughing with the pack of wolves? I did not like it. I didn't like it at all, actually. It wasn't funny to me. Um, what what I, didn't you like about it? Well, I walked into this party like, like, like it was a fashion show. Like I was on a runway. I'm like, these people are going to love my coat. They're going to they're gonna think I'm so fashionable. And everyone just made fun of me for it. And then Louis started, my husband started, you know, chiming in. It just what, didn't make me feel good. It was no, annoying. They yeah, it was annoying. It. They don't get it. Because you asked me for advice. You're like, hey, what do you think about this coat? I was like, get it. It's amazing. They just don't get it, producer either. Yes, know. producer Kenny. J-Bo did a really good job of describing the coat, but if you want to see it for yourself, Heather will be feeding pigeons in the park a little later today. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Another Home Alone reference, Home Alone yeah. 2. That's okay. great. Guys, I think I think it's nice that you care about what you wear, and you you, you look wonderful. Thank you. It's, for it's, what it's worth. It's one thing to like have my friends, you know, you know, poke fun at me and make because they've known me forever and we do that type of thing. But when your husband or your significant other yeah. does it, it just is not cool. Right. We're partners. Facts. Right, like, would Legally, you, we would are you partners. be a little bit hurt, Jabo, if everyone was goofing on you and then Archie, your husband, oh, was like, oh, yeah, yes. Jabo. Yeah, of that's course it. I would be hurt. Dumb shirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my feelings would be so hurt. I'd be butthurt. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then you'd have to talk about it with him, right? Yes, I would. Heather did that for all of us to hear, which is another way to handle mm. things. As the great journalist that she is, she confronted him about this, and here's what happened. Hello, Lewis. Hi. You called me Lewis. This must be serious. Do you remember the jacket that I just bought that I really love and I wore it to the party we went to the other day? The tweed one that makes you look like an older person or an English professor? Yes, that one. <laughs> oh, he's still going. He's yeah, got man. leftover jokes. I really loved it and I thought it was really cool. And then we went to the party and everybody made fun of me. I sure did. And you joined in and also made fun of me. I would like to go on record as saying 
I did it first, and it was also several days before the party. You don't like the jacket? I didn't say I didn't like the jacket. I just described you bought a jacket that is usually donated. Yeah, but like... By the way, nothing wrong with donated jackets. No, those are great. Great deals. One of my favorite parts of the holidays and all year round. And also, I've bought used jackets before. They're great. They still work. They're warm. They're wonderful. You can get some great finds used. And they're affordable. Yes. Correct. But I spent a lot of money on this jacket new. Shouldn't you, I don't know, be on your wife's side with with these types of things? I was on your side. I didn't say I hated the jacket. Yeah, but you made fun of it while I was wearing it with all my friends. And also without your friends. I'm just saying that, like, maybe you should have my back every once in a while. I do have your back all the time. It was embarrassing. Okay. And I was embarrassed. You were laughing along and agreed on some points. Uh, See, now I think he's starting to realize that you're really questioning him and it's not a joke anymore. I like how his demeanor changes. Well, I have to joke along with it because it's like that thing where it's like you got to make fun of yourself before other people make fun of you. You know what I mean? But you didn't. You're laughing now. You're making fun of me now. Everybody got there first. This is a serious conversation. You're making a mockery of it. (laughs) Why are you laughing? It seems to me that when I point things out, it's quote-unquote hurtful. But when you do things to me, it's quote-unquote funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is how it is. That's kind of (laughs) one-sided. See, I love your husband, Lewis, but this is a misstep in talking through something with your person. You can't argue because there's not going to be a winner. There isn't. You got to listen to the feelings and then address them, right? And acknowledge it. Like, okay, I hear you're saying that I I hurt your feelings. I am sorry. And just just walk away from it. There's a double standard here. And you're just okay with that. Yeah, don't make fun of me anymore. This is not the courtroom. It's not a courtroom. (laughs) These are your feelings. In front of my friends. I love you. How do I shut this off? We're done. Aren't you the professional? We're uh, we're done. Isn't this your job? Uh Uh-oh. Are you guys hugging? Aren't you guys guys No, we did not hug after that conversation. No. (laughs) Well, Heather, I think you look fabulous. Thank you. And I thank you for recording this interview and sharing it with us. What a great privilege that we get to hear. Yeah, thank you for bringing us in. You're welcome. Well, we get to hear how Lewis can grow. And... uh, (laughs) And we love Lewis. We love Lewis. Thank you for turning on the TJ Show today. This world we're all in together continues to become a movie. Every other day, the headlines are movies. Let's just call it what it is. Yes, it is. Yet another headline of another orca killer whale attack on a boat. There was a yacht carrying a touring group along with its crew when a pod of orcas, a bunch of killer whales, approached the vessel and repeatedly hit the steering fin for 45 minutes causing major damage and leakage. Thankfully, nobody on the boat was hurt. They were safely evacuated, and a search and rescue team showed up. However, the boat suffered irreparable damage. It sank. Mm. I mean, they sunk a boat. This is a pot of killer whales. I mean, they're massive. They're thousands and thousands of tons. This type of behavior from orcas is on the rise. These stories, this is not an isolated incident. We've been watching these over the years. Incidents off the coast of Spain and Portugal have more than tripled over the last two years of killer whale attacks. The last time we reported on this, you might remember, there was one specific whale that was involved in multiple attacks, and scientists were sharing theories that other whales learned this behavior from that one whale. So they're talking to each other. Well, it's not totally clear. And they don't know now if the same whale was involved in this attack, is it like 
a whale mafia underwater? <laughs> like, they finally had enough after Blackfish. Remember that movie that came mm-hmm. out? Yeah. It was the documentary about the captured whale. Yes, I remember that. It seems to be happening right around that time that the whales are getting extra aggressive. There are some scientists who are saying they're just being playful, but I don't know. When you sink a boat, like... You've read stories also of orcas who have taken people who went a little too low or like their oxygen tank went out and they brought them to the top of the water and saved them. Yes. These seem like really intelligent animals. So it makes you wonder if they're doing this intentionally or, or what do we not know about these whales. And also, while we're talking about it, what do we not know about our dogs and well, our cats? They know stuff that we don't know. It's a pod. So they're like, they're talking to each other, they're communicating, and maybe it seems like they're playing too hard. But if you started playing with a bear and the weight of you and the bear is totally different, you're going to feel like it's really hard. But if bears play together, it doesn't seem hard. Yeah, it could be. We don't know. I mean, this is the debate between the scientists. Some are saying it's an aggressive attack. Others are saying, yeah, they're just messing around. That's how they play. You're playing with an orca. What do you expect to happen? Right. Yes, Producer Kenny. Well, we've seen behavior from these orcas where they are definitely social creatures and they seem to have feelings and families and they care for one another stories where one orca may be sick or pass away and the other orcas mourn for that orca Mm -hmm. they're beautiful so perhaps their memories are extending and they can remember that one time when their buddy got caught in a fishing net or they can remember that time when human activity affected another one of their buddy's lives and they're getting their revenge yeah, keep going, Kenny. <laughs> no, it's legit. Know, yeah, it's, it. I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but these are my theories. But they're the definitely man who loves whales. I do. They're such amazing creatures, they're and they're incredibly smart. Producer I mean, Kenny has a deep affection for this you large. Stop messing with animal. that man. No, it's not a fish. It's an animal, right? It's a mammal. It's a mammal. It's a mammal. Yeah, of course, he knows that because he's the lover of the whales. <laughs> Listen, I love whales too. We learned that in school. <laughs> no, I love whales. I do. I'm a big whale fan. I like whales, and uh, it's sad. To see this, but you know, it's sad. Like everything else on the planet is getting yeah, more and more but you sad. You can't just just flip it off, as your mom would say. Here's the good news: they're not catching whales and putting them into captivity anymore, right? Right. Last For the I checked. Okay. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can we let the whales know about that? That the humans decided against that? Yeah, you let them know first. Go get on the let, yacht and yeah. go let them know. Yeah, just leave the boat alone. Like we're your friend now. Yesterday, we were all at our favorite cafe, grabbing a meal together. Mm-hmm. I love hanging out with you guys over there. Same. And I had a little incident. Towards the end of our discussion, I stood up and I was like, you know when you start dancing because you really have to go to the bathroom? Yeah, you even, you excuse yourself. You're like, I'll be back. I have to go to the bathroom. Now, just to be clear, I had a lot of liquid that day. So it was coffee before we got to the coffee shop. I do that. I pregame. <laughs> oh, lordy. And I had a lot of water. I like to stay hydrated. And you, you know, you get to a certain point, you're like, ooh, I've... I've not planned my day properly. I must get to a bathroom right now. And so I go to the one bathroom they have at this cafe, and the door is locked. And so I'm waiting. I'm kind of swaying, trying to look at this picture on the wall to distract myself. And then I realize someone's in there doing something. So I go back to the table, and I'm standing up. I'm talking to you guys. I see this dude leave the bathroom, and I go in, and crime scene tape necessary, but I just very quickly put my shirt over my nose. You I do what I have to do. a hazmat suit? Yeah. And it was brutal. But you know, this happens. We're people, right? It's a bathroom. Right? It's a ba- this is what you do. This is what you're supposed to do in the bathroom. Fine. I wash my hands. I come out and I see something I wasn't expecting to see outside of the door. A beautiful woman is looking me in the eyes 
And she looks at me <laughs> and I just stopped and I go, okay, this is an interesting situation I found myself in. I'm about to get credit for someone else's work. You didn't say anything? No. How do you handle that conversation? Oh, what do you say? That wasn't me. And you keep walking. That's that so wasn't awkward me. and gross too. Yes, producer no, Kenny. You have to keep your shirt over your nose as you exit the bathroom. No, that's too dramatic. That's, that's what like a little kid would do. I wanted to be mature. And also, this is a moment that I noticed the growth. I don't want to brag about myself, but this is a growing moment for me. Before I met my wife, Jess, and I was on the dating scene, that could have been a day destroyer. Like my day would have been unrecoverable after that. And as I'm getting closer and closer to my 10-year wedding anniversary, which is on Thursday, by the way, I realized I don't care what this beautiful woman who is staring me <laughs> in the eyes, what she thinks, it doesn't bother me. And I was quite excited about that. I'm not here to say, oh, I'm horrified. I'm here to say, wow, okay, so I took credit for someone else's work. Is that such a bad thing? It was impressive if you're impressed by that kind so of thing. So are you tooting your own horn and saying you're very mature? I don't know if I'm very mature, but I'm more mature than I was at one point in my you're life. You're so humble. He's not tooting his horn, it's somebody else's no, horn. No, somebody else... <laughs> exactly. Somebody else tooted here. This was not me, J-Bo. I just... I was... Uh, I had a shiver go up my spine oh, when I walked in, and then when I walked out, it was, uh, it was quite extraordinary. But, hey, that was her problem now, and I hope that she has a thick shirt. <laughs> and some thick skin. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, th- there is a little bit of a problem, because this is a coffee shop that a lot of the same people go to on a regular basis. Right. If I see that woman again, what do you think she's going to think of when she looks at me? I'm gross guy. Well, when you see that guy again, you're going to be thinking the same thing. I'm going to be thinking, yeah, he's a dude who likes to eat. <laughs> but it's also you're at a coffee shop and coffee can do some serious things. That's a dude who doubled the bacon. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, that's what you do. Jabo. Yes, TJ. Do you still go on roller coasters and amusement park rides? Yeah. You do? Once in a while, yeah. I think they're fun. You, you like that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I don't. I never have. I've never actually been on a loop roller coaster in my life. What? Not even when you were a kid? No. My mom was so nervous about everything that I was not allowed almost out of the house. But a loop roller coaster, never. You're like Bubble Boy. Kenny's Bubble. Yeah, our producer Kenny is wired entirely differently. Your parents didn't care? I've had a season pass to Six Flags since I was a kid. Which is one of the biggest amusement parks in America. Yeah. And you are still going and still enjoying rides, even mm-hmm. as a full-grown adult. And now you're dating this wonderful girl named Allison, and you've sort of, like, forced her to go with you. Is she an amusement park rider? She likes amusement parks as well. Yeah. Kenny is wearing his Apple Watch, and he recorded himself on the coaster. And first of all, I'm shocked at the clarity of what this sounds like. Yeah, I really, yeah. I heard a little bit of this. I felt like I was in the roller coaster next to Kenny. And I also thought it's kind of funny imagining his girlfriend next to him when he's acting like this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell me if you would find this attractive, okay, j let me hear it. Imagine a tire swing, but bright yellow with huge lights, and it goes like all the way up. It's a pendulum ride that goes back and forth. So you're constantly feeling the force come at you. It is so huge. It's huge. It's a gradual bit buildup. Okay. Yeah, but he sounds like a clown who has the flu. (laughs) 
I could probably listen to this oh all day. Oh my gosh. Whatever the length of this is, it's too short. <laughs> but the, you could hear the, the girlfriend, who's a mature adult, is not making any sounds. Like she's right. just doing what you do. Yeah, producer Heather. He sounds like he's being tickled by a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm kind of creeped out by this. <laughs> what? Now, did somebody come and ram you with something at that moment? Why was that so much more aggressive? No, so, like, when you're coming towards the bottom of the swing, like, your body wants to go down to the ground, mm. so you're feeling all of that G-force mm. on you. So that's, like, the grunting sound, and then once you're, like, relieved up at the top of the swing, that's the giggle sound, because oh, I just made I it through the, the G-force okay. feeling. Let's revisit the grunt sound. I can picture it. That's going down. Now wait. Here's the top. (laughs) (laughs) This is nuts. I think it's slowing down. You're still a little kid. You don't mind. No, I do not mind at all. And that's the key. When you go on one of these roller coasters, you can't be having inhibitions. You just got to let yourself go and feel whatever you feel. It's like the noise that I make when I get up out of the chair. It just feels better to make that sound. Did she stay with you after that, your girlfriend? (laughs) Yeah, as a matter of fact, I I bought her her own season pass. So now we're committed for the next year of going to the amusement park together. A whole year of hearing him go... (laughs) 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 Yikes, this is the TJ Show. We love our producer, Kenny. This is the TJ Show. I'm overhearing this conversation. You were eavesdropping on what well, we were no, I, talking about, and you, now you want to talk about it. You guys are talking at a full volume. We, we were just playing this sound of Kenny on a roller coaster, crazy amusement park ride with his girlfriend, Allison. And I hear Kenny trying to, like, strike a deal with his girlfriend. That's the only way I can describe it. Is that how you would describe yeah. what, what he just ran by you? Yes, that is how I would describe it. Can you share what, what you're working on, Kenny? Well, we had talked previously about my girlfriend Allison bringing up the potential for us having a joint Netflix account. Yeah, this is a big step. You've been dating for about eight months. I thought big so. Mm-hmm. Exciting. It shows a commitment to the relationship. She so brought it up, right? I'm all for it. Yes, she did bring it up. How does it make you feel, by the way? It makes excited? me feel great yeah. and excited. Yeah, hopeful. shows she's pretty serious. Absolutely. Okay. She's thinking about the future. And then, you know, we just talked about how I bought her a season pass to the amusement park. Oh, so you actually bought her a pass? I bought her the pass. What does that go for? A little over $100. Okay. Tell us about the plan you're hatching that I was well, just hearing. Well, I, I was just thinking out loud to my friend and confidant, Jabo. <laughs> And I was thinking that if if she were to add me to her existing Netflix account for the $7.99 a month to have an extra user, it equals just about the same price that I paid for her season pass to the amusement park. So it's it's almost like a wash. So you want to try to strike a deal with her and say, let's just call it even. But really... You're the one who forced her into the amusement park. She didn't want to go into the amusement park. She didn't say, hey, we should get in on both of these together. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, she didn't necessarily suggest that, but I think she's happy with her amusement park season pass. And I'm not trying to strike a deal. I, I think that's a little bit of a, a mischaracterization. I'm kind of just saying that how how awesome is this that, hey, I happen to pay this much, and that's just about what it would cost if you paid for my Netflix account. Jabo assess. Now, as you were eavesdropping on our conversation about this, did you catch me when I said that it was your willingness and the goodness of your heart <laughs> to pay for that amusement park ticket right. and you should not strike up this quote-unquote deal? Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's probably a mature way to look at it. Like, you don't want her to have this little bitter root that starts to fester where she's no. like, oh, is Kenny kind of like a little sneaky? It's not a tick for tat kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, and that wasn't my intention. It's, it's just like a, a happy, fun coincidence. For that- $8 a month, do you want to like enter any weirdness into this really great relationship that's going so well? No, I definitely don't, but I love where this relationship is going. I do think it's important, especially in this stage, that we both contribute to the relationship. Um... <laughs> In a somewhat equal fashion, we do that so far, and and this would just be Good furthering luck with that. marriage. I'll tell well, you that. You, you see someone uh, about to walk into a trap door, and you go, "All right, well, if you really want to just go into it, I guess see what happens. I, maybe she'll be fine with it." Pay your half. She's inviting you to be a part of that. The fact that she wants to keep you around and enough I, I to get her shared. So gesture. don't complicate it with something like, hey, well, what if, since I got the amusement park ride, which you didn't ask for. Right, exactly. And, uh, I offered. I, I wouldn't bring it up to her. Some relationships are not going to be, I did this for you, you did this for me. Especially if you start getting into marriage. It's not 50-50 sometimes. It's just some people are carrying 70, other person's carrying 30. In other seasons, one person's carrying that 70 and the other person's carrying the 30. So it's never an equal thing. But you do what you want, Kenny. Well, I I want it to all balance out. I just think if if I don't bring it up, and, and granted, she might, you know, feel like you guys feel, and I'm okay with that. But if I don't bring it up, it's a missed opportunity, perhaps. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that yeah, conversation. All the best, Kenny. Find it so eerily clever how the entertainment in our world works. I've noticed that my kids, who are all under eight years old, they love this show called Spidey, which is basically like little kid Spider-Man. Spider-Man for kids. And I'm telling you, my kids are obsessed with it. All they want to watch is Spidey. Sure enough... I guess someone let them know or on the screen it popped up that they can watch the new Spider-Man movie across the Spider-Verse. And I've heard about the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man. And to be totally honest, I've bailed on Spider-Man. I mean, I like Spider-Man a lot. One of my most favorite superheroes. But there have been so many Spider-Man movies over the years (laughs) that I just gave up on it. I'm like, I'm not going to spend my whole life watching Spider-Man movies. It's a lot to keep up with. And so when this most recent iteration came out, I said, okay, there it is. Another Spider-Man movie. I don't need to see it. Yet, I keep hearing these amazing reviews and everyone I know loves it. And so my kids ask me, hey, Dad, Dad, can we watch Across the Spider-Verse? I go, yeah, sure. Grandma and Grandpa are coming over. Watch it with them. Well, we get home and my parents, with their eyes wide open, saying, I can't believe how good that movie was. It is amazing. I said, what do you mean? My dad was just stunned. He goes, I I don't even know how they put it together the way they did. (laughs) It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And my parents don't like almost anything. Like they, <laughs> they don't they like can nonsense, find, huh? They can find something to complain about yes. in something that's great. They love this movie and they were like, I'm just so frustrated because at the end of the movie, it was a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I was like, wow, look at that. And so they were so invested in it and now I'm like, okay, I guess I got to get back on the Spider-Verse train. You got to watch it, man. You were missing out. I remember when the 
first movie came out though when it was um into the spider-verse with miles morales yeah and my husband archie he was kind of trying to fill me out and see if i was interested in watching it and when he asked me i was like oh you mean that cartoon movie and he felt so disrespected he got really upset he barely gets upset and he looked at me he goes that's so disrespectful it's not a cartoon movie it's animation and i was like all right relax and then i went and saw it and it is phenomenal the first one and the second one yeah yeah i guess i gotta make time for this and i can't believe behind bro i know i'm excited about it because i thought superhero movies really couldn't get any better it was like the same thing over and over again Mm -mm, and this seems to be a totally different take and i know i'm late to the party on this now the big talk is the new spider-man video game Mm. oh yeah what's going on with this for the playstation it is well, at least incredible looking. I know camera guy Josh has played it before, but I've been seeing videos on Instagram. There was this one father giving a speech to his <laughs> toddler age children. In the background, you see a television with the countdown clock of when the game becomes available to download. Uh-huh. He goes, kids, listen, when that clock hits zero, daddy is no longer your daddy. Okay? <laughs> okay. You go to mom for anything you need. If you break your leg, I'm not going to help you. You'll yeah, have to get to the good. hospital on your own. That's real healthy. Yeah, I'm sure the mom <laughs> loves that. Great. Hey, camera guy Josh, are you playing this game? Oh, yeah, I'm playing this game. You still play video games? Just this one. This is the whole reason I bought a PlayStation, just for this one game. Get out of here. Is it, is it good? Oh, yeah. I feel like Spider-Man. Wow. That's what I've always wanted to be, Spider-Man. That's impressive. Josh is not a guy who wastes his time. Nope, this is not a waste of time. It's a total open world video game experience, and it's set in New York City. And I know you used to live in New York City. From what I understand, it's amazingly accurate, right, Josh? Yeah, there's people actually posting videos who live in New York City, and they show a picture of where they live outside of their building. They go to it in the game, and it looks exactly the same. Wow. Yeah. I was at a fundraiser for a great organization, and I was there with my wife, and you know how they have those silent auctions? Yeah. Well, there was one basket from one of my favorite coffee shops in town, and they had multiple bags of coffee, and I looked at it, and I was like, wow, Jess, this is amazing. I'm going to bid on this. And so I log into the silent auction app, and I get ready to bid on it, and it's double the price of what everything costs. You know, That's they give what you the, is. They give you the retail value. Yeah. And I turn to my wife, Jess, and I go, well, that's a bad deal. And then I was like, oh, wait, I mean, no, I mean, that's so nice that somebody, what a wonderful that's organization. That's it works, DJ. I misspoke. It was very bad. And I, I didn't place a bid because I'm just going to go to the store and buy the coffee. But, <laughs> but uh, I realized that was a little bit of horribleness that just came out of me. I mean, I love the organization. I think it's great. But look at that. Look the at how messed up that is. goes to the organization. Of course, it's going to be a bit more. No, I know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Can't <laughs> believe I reacted that way. And I... Thankfully, uh, I think only one person heard it, and he knows that I'm mostly nice. <laughs> and so I think I'm going to get away with this one. But He probably felt the same way, too, though. It was a close call. It was a very close call. Jaybo, what's happening in your world today? Uh, my husband, Archie, he's in the U.S. military, and so he is stationed in a different state. We live apart for the last three years. Uh, my birthday is this Thursday, two days away, just in case you wanted to know. And no one's counting, by the way. But he's on a plane right now making his way home to come see me, and I'm thankful. Oh, yeah, that's a military operation. I'm so thankful for that. I'm excited to see him. Does he he have to, like, report it to someone? Yeah, he does, actually. I must go on a mission to be with my wife on her birthday. He sounds deeper than that, though. Rather than doing push-ups, he starts going, Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. No, so sounds very deeper than that. (laughs) No, but he's got to get his reps in and make sure the song's good. It's really cool. This is what you do in the military, Jaybo. It's more like, 
Happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah. He's so deep. But uh, yeah. So he's training up to love you well. Yes, of course. What else is he doing? Is training shopping? That's our, that's our business. Coach.com? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not really into purses. You can pass no, no, on that. No, no. Okay, all right, all right, fine, fine. Well, I'm so excited. Well, that's the best birthday present. That right? is the best birthday present. If we do nothing and we just literally sit in a room and stare at each other, that would be enough for my birthday. Hey, I hear you, Jabo. A lot of people will ask, what are you guys going to do? What are you? And it's like, because I get such a short period of time with him, I don't care. Like, I don't care what we do. I just want to focus on everyday life with him for however long he's going to be in town. Well, you are easy to shop for. Let me I tell am. You. I'm pretty simple. Kenny, what is happening in your world today? You getting J-Bo a birthday present? Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good for you. No. As a matter of fact, J-Bo's Venmo, in case you're interested, No, no, is... don't do that. <laughs> Kenny, what are you going to get her? What's the present? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm definitely not going to get her bananas. I had a banana mishap at the grocery store. What happened to you? Did you slip on one? No. I got, I got a bad banana bunch. How'd that happen? I, I They looked perfectly fine. And then I'm peeling these bananas. All of the ends are bruised. Oh, like, they fooled Really you. badly bruised. Oh, so they have like internal bruising. Yeah, it was. It looked perfectly Same. fine on the outside. <laughs> I'm working on that with therapy. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't judge a banana by its peel. You can cut off the ends and still eat the banana. I, I did. I, I I made use of the banana. All right. That I did have. But I'm not going to get you bananas, Jay, but I'll get you something different. Good Appreciate for you, it. Kenny. That's very kind. What are you going to get me, TJ? A book. I knew it! What, you're disappointed in that? I knew you were going to get me What, you don't want a present from me? It's a great one. You're going to love it. I knew it. it. I know I'm going to love it. I knew you were going to get me a book. I'm looking forward to it. It'll change your life if you read it. That's how good it is. Well, there was another book you recommended, and I read it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, see? All right, good. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. All right, just ruining Jabo's birthday (laughs) presents. Happy birthday, coming up. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find in the world. And then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening on this planet as we sit here on Tuesday? We look at your head. We're waiting for it to make some sounds. Okay. The organization representing the Hollywood studios gave its best and final offer to members of SAG-AFTRA yesterday. The strike has been going on for 116 days. The union representing the actors and actresses delivered their response, essentially saying, you have to do better than that. You think Brad Pitt's going to put up with that? The union said there were several essential items on which we still do not have an agreement, including and most specifically artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's huge. Who the heck wants to act in a bunch of movies and then have their likeness and their body and voice used in future projects? Yeah. TJ, you know, that's how negotiation works. Somebody says this is my best and final offer until it starts to hurt their pockets, which it has been hurting their pockets, and then they'll come back with another offer. It's like you can't tell these actors and actresses, yeah, well, this is it. What, what are the lawyers going to start getting in these movies? You know, <laughs> right. You know how fun that's going to be? Uh. I don't know. I mean, we love our lawyers. Love them. Some of the coolest people I know are lawyers. But you know, what I, you know what I'm saying. That's Everyone, not their gig. Everyone's got their skill. Right. There's one clause in the studio's proposal regarding AI Actors are saying was a major sticking point. It involves AI scans of highly paid actors. The studios wanted to pay for the scan, but not to use it in the future. Mm. So essentially, we'll give you a flat fee to scan you and have a digital likeness of you. We'll pay you this one time, but then we can use it whenever we want. There's no royalties. Yeah, pretty much. Think think Brad Pitt's going to go for that? No. No. Okay, I didn't think so. I wouldn't go for that. (laughs) Yeah. 
Kenny, what else do you have? The NCAA men's and women's college basketball season opened up yesterday with nearly 600 teams competing in their first game of the year. Are there 600 teams oh, in the NCAA? There's even more than that. I think that's just Division One college basketball. How about that? Think I about didn't... how many colleges and universities there are. Yeah, in the I US. didn't know that. So on the women's side, the defending champion and number one ranked LSU Tigers lost to the Buffaloes of Colorado University, 92-78. to On the men's side, UConn are the defending champs, and they had no problem handling Northern Arizona University yesterday, beating them 95-52. to Can schools that aren't as great, they're not in Division One. could they eventually get to Division One? That happens from time to time. Uh, schools are promoted from one division to a higher division. Kenny, what else do you have for us? Health officials are expanding their investigation into children's pouches of apple cinnamon fruit puree. Get out of here. You mean applesauce pouches? Yeah. What's going on with them? Wait, you know what I had for breakfast this morning? Let me guess, an applesauce pouch? Snack bar, banana, and an applesauce pouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kenny, tell me, what, please don't say it's, um, oh, which one do I eat? Yeah, it's what the green brand? one. It's the one... Is um, it Mott's? No, it's not Mott's. It's the... Uh, Green pouch. I suck back about three at a time. Okay. Well, here here are the ones that are involved in the investigation. Schnooks Markets. Nope, not that. Weiss Markets, which is out of Sunbury, Pennsylvania. No. Or Wanabana. No. Out of Coral okay, Gables, Florida. So I think you're good. What they're investigating is these pouches could be potentially contaminated with lead. What? That is scary. Yeah. How does that happen? I have no clue. I thought but they the... stopped making things with lead like a long time ago when it has to do with, when it pertains to kids. They never made applesauce with lead, j <laughs> well, No, I mean... This is a horrible I mean, accident. I mean, like, you know how old apartments or old buildings will have, like, paint yes. that has lead in it? It's paint. Or little cars used to be made with uh, paint that had lead in it, and sure. a lot of kids were getting sick. I thought they just, like, did away with things that had to do with lead when it pertained to children. j it's a very confusing story. I'm just glad that it's not the pouches I eat. Yes, for you, TJ, thankfully. However, I think if you want more information on this, you want to go to the FDA website at FDA.gov. My kids have a big problem because their dad steals their applesauce pouches. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't even be eating them. But listen, one's not enough. As an adult, you need three of them. I could take down a whole box if I really wanted to. Or They're just great. eat apples. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do eat the both. pouches for your babies. I, I usually eat an apple in the morning. Today was an anomaly. Kenny, what else do you have? YouTube does not want you using an ad blocker. In fact, they are now warning users (laughs) that they are not allowed on YouTube. In fact, they're a violation of YouTube's terms and conditions. Give me a break. Get out of here. There's like four ads by the time you get through a 10-minute video. Yeah. So there are countless services that offer ad blocking for your web browsers. They will significantly cut down on the amount of ads and pop-ups that you are exposed to while surfing the web. But users now on YouTube have been seeing these pop-up messages from YouTube saying that ad blockers must be disabled. They've been posting these messages since May, and they've ramped up their efforts in October and into this month as well. Talk about a situation where there's very little leverage on YouTube's part. Like, you better stop that thing from stopping our ads. How do they, how do they know if you're running it or not? Do they know? Yeah, so they oh. have some kind of software that's able to recognize whether or not you're using on, an it's ad YouTube. blocker. You don't think they know? Yeah, it goes they have to show algorithm you. and AIs. Yeah. You, you don't think they know? Look at how much I know about the internet. So it does appear that their efforts are working with hundreds of thousands of people uninstalling ad blockers that they had previously installed. Look at that. But at the same time, a lot of people also rushed to install new ad blockers that wouldn't trigger the YouTube (laughs) pop-up warning. (laughs) Yeah. But here's something to consider. 
A spokesperson from YouTube said the use of ad blockers violate the terms of service. We've launched a global effort to urge viewers with ad blockers enabled to allow ads on YouTube or try YouTube premium for an ad free experience. Ads support the diverse ecosystem of creators globally and allow billions to access their favorite content on YouTube. So ads are what really make this whole thing possible. Yeah, totally. No, I understand it. Listen, we're on the radio. Ads really matter. Right. If you like our show, a way to show that is to listen to the ads and support our advertisers. And if you do that, guess what? They keep the show around. I mean, it's the same thing with YouTube, right? Exactly. We're all sort of in the same boat. Kenny, what else do you have for us? According to a new survey conducted by Campbell's, makers of fine soup since 1869, there's a new number one side dish for Thanksgiving. Was that a promo? (laughs) Makers of fine soup since 1869? No, I just wikipedia when they... They were founded. I needed a way to differentiate know. Campbell's to make sure you knew what I was talking about. I didn't know they were that old. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, so new number one side. For if, Thanksgiving. If I had a guess, got to be cranberry. Who, oh, I love me some cranberry. Who skips cranberry? Oh, cranberry people have finally sauce. caught up. For a while, I love it. there were some people who felt maybe it was a little too tart. But it's not a Thanksgiving meal without it. Do you like the one that's like in the can and you like just slice it no. down? Or do you like the one that's in the can with like little fruits fresh. in it? TJ it fresh. TJ likes to pick the like cranberries you want your himself. Jess to what? make it? Your wife Jess makes cranberry sauce? Oh, I know how to make it. You know how to make yeah. You know how to make it? I love TJ it doesn't so much. cook. That's why I'm surprised. Yeah. I love it so much that I had to research how to make it. It's one of the easiest things to make. I love cranberry sauce. I, I'll eat it from the can though. I, I say the number one side. I'm going to go with um, baked mac and cheese. Hmm. Heather's shaking her head in disgust at the cranberry sauce. You don't like cranberry oh, sauce? So good. You give me your cranberry sauce. No, it's the worst side dish you can. Oh have. no! Are you kidding me? Put it on it. everything. Yeah, put it on the. T- oh, you know what? You're a vegetarian. You don't know what it's like to have turkey and cranberry. Oh, it's one of the greatest combinations ever invented in the kitchen. I agree. <laughs> Rather not. Kenny, what is it? You guys are both wrong. Oh, mashed potatoes are oh, number that's one. So boring. You can have yeah. that for dinner anytime. Sweet potatoes. I'm a big fan of that. Sweet potatoes and cranberry with turkey. Like I make mm. a, I slab it all on the piece of meat. I won't eat a piece of turkey without those two things on Let's it. Let's so. go. And then the next day you can make a little sandwich. Mm. Put some yam spread, potato yam spread, some cranberry, some turkey. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I know. Just in case you haven't been up to date on all of this. (laughs) Now you know. Stuffing was number one last year. That's been pushed down to number two. Jabo, your mac and cheese is at number three. Yams are at number four. And green bean casserole came in at number five. Mm -mm. Save me on that. There's controversies around everything. Another interesting stat. The survey also found that 67% of Americans prefer side dishes to the entrees on Thanksgiving, with 54% saying they would be perfectly happy if they only had sides this holiday season. I make sure that I get a piece of everything at the table. So I'll have lasagna because we have like a meal before the meal. Yeah. I just keep eating everything. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving. Kenny, what else do you have? About 50 years ago, a secret room was discovered by museum officials at the Medici Chapel in Florence, Italy. This secret room was used by famous artist Michelangelo, the man who carved the famous David statue and painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. The room is now being opened up to the public for folks who visit. Oh, I love secret room stories. Do you What's want a, in secret, a room? secret room? I mean, I would well, love first, a secret room. Who doesn't want a secret room? It's the coolest idea ever. Like, there's this place you can go that no one else knows yeah. mm-hmm. exists. Obviously, most famous, the bookshelf, right? You pull a book out and yep. then yep. turns around. I want one of those. Yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah. And actually, I can't say who it is, but someone I know 
does have a secret room. Who is it? And I'm so jelly. Can you tell me when we get off the air? No, I can't. I can't reveal it because they trusted me to show me their secret room. And it is the exact thing you would picture with a bookshelf. It's a bookshelf that's actually a door and they remove a book. They can access the knob. It opens up and it's underneath their staircase. It's the coolest thing. And you would never know. It's a bookshelf. It's flush with the wall. It's so cool. Is it intended to be like a panic room, like a room to hide out in? No, it's a spare bedroom. Oh, a spare bedroom. Yeah, it's a spare bedroom. What? I know, it's awesome. Is it hidden? Well, let me tell you about what was going on here. So in 1530, Michelangelo hid in this tiny chamber to avoid a death sentence that was put out against him. That's another thing we need these for, J-Bo. When when someone wants to kill you, it's good to have a place to hide. I don't have anyone after me. So yeah, he apparently aided a rebellion effort against the powerful Medici family. So when museum officials discovered this, they were just looking for space so they can create a new entrance or exit. And then they wind up over this trap door, uh, which was beneath a wardrobe that led to the secret room where Michelangelo was hiding out. And the room's walls are covered in charcoal sketches. Oh, it's wonderful. That have never before been seen by the public. Remember that story where there was a chicken that some farmer was following and the chicken walks into yes. a certain part of a basement and they discover a secret city. This was yeah. under his house. Yes. An underground city. This I remember that story. This kind of stuff is going on. What else is in this world that we don't know about? So many things. Keep looking around. Keep being curious. That's what, the key. It's pretty cool is these sketches eventually became works that we know from Michelangelo. So the museum director said he drew things from the past as if he was taking a trip down memory lane. It was like having an album of his works on the walls of the secret room. That's beautiful. Love it. Kenny, what else do you have? Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN recently interviewed Professor Victoria Garfield from University College in London about the benefits of napping. Give it to me. I want to know. This has been a controversy to uh, people who enjoy their sleep for a very long time. Is it worth it to take a nap or do you just plow through? No, she says napping is good. She found that people who nap have better cognitive function than those who don't. And more importantly, they found that people who take regular naps had an objective difference in brain size over those who don't. Look at that. So your brain shrinks as you get older. It's just a natural progression. But when you nap, you slow down that process. So you have a younger brain. I've been trying to master the art of falling asleep while sitting in a chair. Because I see grandpas do this very well. Yes. It's so hard to do it. Like There's I, no neck support. Yeah. What do you do with your neck? It's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yet grandpas are so good at it. I'm going to keep trying. I keep closing my eyes. I'm not kidding. I'm, there's this really comfortable couch in my living room. I keep trying it. Keep working on it, TJ. And then some kids screams and it's like, it's impossible. <laughs> but I'm going to, yeah, you've inspired me again. What an inspirational newscast <laughs> this is, Kenny. Thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 